0: I'd go from rags to riches, if you would only say you care. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 250 with a review of the family. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I, and occasionally Stephen Miller, are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, uh, coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, we're here to review the family, as we said at the top of the show. How are you guys both doing this fine Sunday morning?
1: Splendid. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing okay. Doing pretty well. Broadcasting to you live from uh, a from office Google? in Stanford <laughs> right now. A grad student office where no one else is... <laughs> currently sitting
0: nobody's gonna rush in with like an emergency thing you have to go like stop some nuclear reactor from going crazy
1: probably not a nuclear reactor some you might hear an awkward like person walking in and then go oh oh, oh sorry 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 <laughs> that that could very
2: feasibly happen it's not what it looks like no one's gonna
0: come rushing in asking you to update their exchange gram or anything like that
2: no no I don't. Oh. I don't think so how many free bagels did you get this morning <laughs> None, actually. Unfortunately. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's slumming it now. He has to buy his own bagel.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> how the high rollers do it. We, uh, we don't eat the scraps anymore.
0: Well, much in the same fashion that when we reviewed the internship, Stephen Miller came on to, uh, you know, tell us uh, what it's like to actually uh, do anything related to Google. Uh, he is back now because people don't know this, but Stephen Miller is not actually his real name. He is no. in the wit- witness protection program right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. he used to be a big mob boss, and uh, he ratted everybody out. So he's been in hiding for a long time.
1: Yeah, but but I talked through with uh, with the DA on my case, and he told me it's completely safe for me to announce on the podcast <laughs> that I'm in <laughs> <laughs> witness protection. Uh, no one is going to come and get me. Well, see, the
0: good news is that I didn't say what your identity was. I just said that you happened to be a notable uh, mob boss. Yeah, Giovanni. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, how many notable mob bosses have snitched on the mob? I mean, that's like
2: none.
0: You got mob bosses who are writing books all the time, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think you have anything to worry about. No,
2: I mean, the safest place to hide is out in the
0: open. Yeah. Clearly. Plus, plus you have that army of robots over there. Yeah. uh,
2: (laughs) Right, yeah, that that usually (laughs) helps.
0: Um, but yeah, what, what, are you guys excited to review The Family?
1: I can't wait. I am just, I'm <laughs> brimming. Of, of the movies that came out this weekend, I was most excited to review this one. <laughs> 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 I think I can say that.
0: So in a few moments, we'll find out whether or not that excitement carried through your watching experience and then into this review.
1: Bear in mind, I'm biased, you know, being in Witness Protection Program myself. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I probably picked up on a few inside jokes. Ah, uh, yes you normal people might not get. But <laughs> we'll see.
0: All right. Well, let's take a look at the trailer or take a listen to the trailer for The Family and then jump into this review.
2: There was a time when I had it all. People would ask me,
1: what was it like being untouchable? <laughs> the question they really should have asked was, what happens when it's all over? <laughs>
2: You set a good example by snitching on your friends in the mob. We're not
0: in Brooklyn anymore.
2: I don't think there's anywhere further from Brooklyn than this hole right I'm
0: home. sick of being a witness
2: protection. Welcome to France. Try to fit in. I'm getting tired of finding you a new place to live every 90 days. So do we still have the same names?
0: No, we are the Blake family.
2: Anything to report? Kids, cool. Oops. You know, they always adjust better than we do. You're a maniac. Thank you.
0: Let's talk about the complaints I have received. Complaints? Corruption. theft, Bribery.
2: I want to see my lawyer. Je
0: du Peanut butter.
2: On the right, after the dog food. Merci.
0: Stupid America.
1: How's your day? Fine. Fine. You know what's going to happen to you and your family when they find you. We're here to make sure that
2: don't happen, right? Try not to make my job impossible. There is someone, find It's so a cleanup operation. Get that family out there. I confess it's been years since I went to confession.
0: Your
1: family's the incarnation of evil. What is all this grief about? Raise your phone. You don't land your phone. I gotta find my kids. Inside.
2: I know. How was the first day? Nothing special.
1: And I'm feeling Why'd you kill the plumber? I didn't kill him
0: to to the hospital. Who's going to fix the pipes now? Well,
1: who's going to rebuild the supermarket that burned down the day we got here? Huh?
0: All right, so here we have our review of the family. This is a story uh, about a mob boss who uh, snitched on the mob and is now in hiding in the Witness Protection Program and constantly has to move every 90 days or so because he likes to uh, either get exposed or destroy things in the city that he's hiding (laughs) into. And, uh, yeah, it's just a look at this family's experience trying to be on the run and failing to blend in to the societies they try to make themselves a new home in. So, Carson, why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought of this film?
2: Uh, well, uh, simply put, I, I did not like this movie. I, I think that The Family is uh, a, a movie that, uh, if you've seen the trailer, you've pretty much seen the, the exciting version of the of the film. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the the shortest uh it's a cliff notes version essentially um yeah this movie is just uh very uh tonally off and very uh misguided i felt i felt like uh you know i was kind of excited because it's uh the first like big commercial movie that luke Basson has done in a while so i thought like that's pretty cool like You know, I've enjoyed his movies in the past and like, uh, but honestly, if you didn't know that he directed this, I don't think you would guess that he did just like by watching the movie. Like, I don't think his, his heart or his style is, is anywhere on this. Like I, it just feels very generic and it's pretty boring. Like in, in the sense that the, the family, um, is like the worst family ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and being in the witness protection program, because like, no matter how hard they try to assimilate into society, they can't like, they just, they like, they are the worst at like being, you know, low key. Uh, and, uh, the stuff that they do in the movie, um, I mean, basically the first 30 minutes of this movie is covered in the trailer, um, um, which is, yeah, you're just basically watching a longer reenactment of the trailer, which isn't as uh, fun, but uh, just just the, the, the things that they decide to have the family, the individual members do, they're not very exciting and they're not very interesting. Like, Robert De Niro's big subplot in this movie is trying to find out, you know, why his sink water is brown. Like, that's <laughs> not the most exciting fodder for, you know, your, your comedy action movie. And, I mean, this is just another example. I've been talking a lot about action comedies and stuff, but, uh, I mean, this movie is trying to be, like, a serious mob movie while also having, uh, you know, its dabble in comedy, and it really is disjointed. Like, it it goes from, like, one extreme to the other, where it's very serious, and then, you know, Robert De Niro is uh, beating a plumber within the inch of his life, and it's supposed to be humorous. (laughs) And, I mean, I guess, I mean, the don't get me wrong, the movie could have been funny, like, there, there was definitely a lot of potential here for humor, um, especially, like, the dark humor that they were going for, but it's just so off, man, like, it's just, none of it really works, none of it gels, and, um, like I said, the, uh, the stuff that they give the individual family members to do is just not interesting, like, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer just basically stands around and cooks and you know tries to find peanut butter and <laughs> blows up a supermarket and in its wake and then you know the 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 daughter is like trying to lose her v card and the son is you know is like the the smart like businessy guy like I'm going to you know get back at the bullies and you know round up my nerd friends and do their homework and uh, I, it's just it's just stuff that like we've seen before and it's not done in something like in an interesting way so it ends up just coming off very boring and and also another thing is that like yeah these you know robert de niro it makes sense that he's like beating people up he's like a killer and stuff Mm -hmm. um but the daughter in the film, like she beats the shit out of a lot of people. And like, she comes off, like she comes off as mentally unstable. Like there's a moment toward the end of the movie where she's about to jump off a building because, you know, the French guy won't be with her. And it's just like, whoa, like this is just way off the rails right now. Uh, So yeah, it's stuff like that where you're just kind of like, huh? And it's like at the end, you know, there's all this, carnage and you're just like wow I guess everywhere the family goes they just leave towns like you know burning and so much death and destruction and it's like how are they I mean like it's it's kind of ridiculous that the how the mob boss that De Niro snitched on like how he finds out that they're in France is like the most extreme coincidence but like you'd think (laughs) You would think that like they would be able to figure out like from where they they you know they've been hopping around to different cities and stuff. You'd think they would have been able to find out sooner since I was under the impression that they keep having to move around because they suck at, you know, being in the witness protection program. So you'd think like they would have been found out. A lot sooner but um well i think
0: i think the idea is not that they've been discovered by the mob at every location but they do something that requires them to get the hell out right
2: right but i'm just saying like at the end of this movie if that is any indication of why they were moved around in the first place you'd think the mob would find out sooner if they left other towns in like you know complete annihilation almost yeah, that's what I—that's what I was trying to say, Steven? Yeah,
1: I mean, I—I I can't even say I dislike this movie. I like to quote—I think it's from *Weeds* or something. Like, I nothing this movie. <laughs> like, like, the, <laughs> like, like the movie didn't—it didn't make me think about anything or feel anything. Like, I, I, mean, I didn't. It is a movie. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I didn't feel like I was watching a movie like I sat there and I guess like two hours or whatever it was went by and I got up and like things happened like <laughs> plenty of people died right but but there was no <laughs> there really did not feel like there was like a story or like a character I'm supposed to be like following or emoting with or anything like like I don't know I there really felt it, it like a, no cause at all Yeah, it, it was a very strangely paced movie. I thought, um, I I almost felt like it would be okay if it were like, you know, one third the length, and it's the pilot for a TV show about like a quirky mob family. Yeah. Then like it'd be okay that they're just like doing broad strokes of the characters and oh ho ho, you know, his the water's brown. Look, the girl beats people up. Ha ha ha. Yeah, because so it, it does. Be yeah, it does feel
2: very sitcom like.
1: Yeah, it felt like a sitcom, like a like, a Seinfeldy sitcom, like, not even a lot happened in it, <laughs> yes. right, like, and it was supposed to be funny because of the characters, but just, I don't know, I, I thought it was very weirdly paced, like, I I can't even say that I hated the movie, right, like, it made me laugh a couple times, I think, at kind of dumb humor, but, like, it did make me laugh, um, but they were just, like, little islands of funny things, and then in between, I can't, for the life of me, remember like a narrative thread that actually hung them together. Like it was just like, look at the family, they're big, they're destructive. <laughs> Here's a big fight scene. All right, it's over now. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what the people involved were thinking, like how they watched it and felt like we've made a complete film at the yeah. end.
2: And that I was mean probably like- probably the best description for this movie. <laughs> there was a fight scene and it was over
1: <laughs> yeah and no because i mean you and and the moment it started playing i kind of could tell that this was going to be it like you know buckle yeah. in because you're not going to you're not going to be following anything like you're just going to have to sit through this for a while <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and i mean they were I, I don't know like they were all kind of broadly painted characters you know robert de niro being the ex mob guy the daughter being you know the precocious daughter who nobody thinks is gonna be violent because she's so cute, and then she winds up being violent. Uh, yeah. You know the son. I don't. I don't know. Like all of it, it was like they're just painting little stereotypes of them, and that was it. Like they didn't go through any growth, as far as I could tell. Nothing really happened. Uh, that that scene where the girl's gonna jump off the building, like that was weird. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that
2: was completely out of place.
1: I, I did not know what to think about that. I kind of thought she was going to do it, too. like. That,
2: <laughs> that would have been, so, uh, been really off
1: the rails. That, that's how little faith I had in this movie, like <laughs> knowing how to pace something or knowing like what was funny and what what wasn't funny would be like a teenage girl suicide in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was confusing. I, I didn't walk out being angry for watching it or like, you know, what the hell, this is awful. I just walked out like, what, what was that?
2: It just felt like a huge waste, really. Yeah. All right.
0: So I, I think that I appreciate what this film was trying to do more than I think it executed it perfectly. Um, some of the points that like, like Steven, you were saying that uh, it feels like it would have worked better as a, like it, it or you would have understood it more if this was like the pilot episode for a TV series or something like that. Like, I think this itself would... The the concept of this story and even some of the beats of this story played out across a six-episode, like, BBC series or something like that um, would be great. Like, I I actually think that this is not supposed to totally be funny. Like, I mean, when I saw the trailer originally, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a pretty funny comedy or whatever. And... Rewatching the trailer getting ready to record this episode having seen the film i was like no like the trailer itself even plays like a drama that has some sort of funny things happening but they're not they're not supposed to be funny they're supposed to be like like you know robert de niro breaking the bat and being like well damn like it's not supposed to be like a haha money it's supposed to be a, a haha moment it's supposed to be his character um his character being like yeah well f it like just whatever i'll walk away and even things with uh you know the plotline with the girl that you guys are mentioning that i I don't know I feel like I should like beep out the things that you said directly about it, but referencing that scene, right. I kind of got the the feeling that the the son, the daughter, and the wife are like the um the Penny and Brain characters from Inspector Gadget, and that Robert De Niro is Inspector Gadget, where he's kind of clueless and he's the one driving the plot. Like everything is surrounded around him, but he doesn't really know. He's, he's just completely oblivious to what's going on. He's sort of just like, yeah, I'm the mob guy and I'm writing a book, and like uh, everything's great. But the family, like, the the son had to go off and try to do his thing at the end so that he could notice what was happening. The daughter had to go do her thing towards the end so that she could notice what's happening. The uh, the, the wife, she the entire time is just really suspicious everywhere they go that, like, the mob is going to be after them. And Robert Niro is sort of just, like, oblivious the entire time. And and that plays, like, an interesting dynamic. Like, I would actually watch this show if it was a six-episode um, pilot series um, where at the end of every episode, they have to move to a new city to escape the events of the last episode. Um, like, on, on, on some level, I actually kind of enjoyed this. Like, it it didn't work everywhere, but I could see what it was trying to do, and I appreciated what it was doing. Like, I I actually like the idea of De Niro just, like, trying to figure out why his water's brown and, and like, stupid, mundane tasks, because it's it's a guy who left the mob where he's on the top of everything. He basically ran his city, and everybody looked at him. He was in control of everything, and now he's got to do this little crap, and it's sort of like old habits die hard. He's got to, like, something that could just be, like, a phone call helping. Like, he starts off like, I'm going to be a normal citizen and just talk to somebody and see what the problem is, and then he always ends up beating the shit out of somebody or uh, trying to figure out what's going wrong. And, like, there is there's humor there, but there's also a non-humorous side to all these events, obviously. Um, and I don't know. Like, for me, it didn't work. But I I liked all... Like, I liked the, the, what the characters were supposed to be. And I think given full episodes for little arcs to play out where you'd get, like, you know, more and better dialogue between the characters and their individual events would be flushed out. Like, a whole, a whole entire episode where the sun is trying to... Uh, work out all the things with the bullies. Like, I thought that would have been that would have been cool. Like I would have liked to see him uh, discover what all the roles are in his high school, f- and and play into each of their individual grooves to put together the entire revenge plot. Like little things like that, I think could have totally worked in a television series where you have more time. Um, but obviously the film is just this condensed thing where you're missing a lot of those individual like character-between-character character moments. This film is a lot of people going off doing their thing and coming back for one dinner and all denying that anything happened that day. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, think, I think there's some interesting things being played with, and I like the idea of what this film was going for. It just wasn't executed perfectly.
2: Uh, I will also say that uh, Robert De Niro is oblivious to the fact that he was in the movie Goodfellas as well so anyway uh i agree though that uh uh it probably would have worked better as a tv series especially if it was like a six episode uh series done like on hbo for like bbc uh it probably would have been good yeah like there's definitely like i said there's potential here in this storyline um but the the way that it's executed in this movie is like the most generic thing possible. So it's only a what if. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing really more to it than yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, the show that you were talking about, Chris, like, like I you made me want to watch that, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is that what I watched Was did not, not have any of that invention. <laughs> no. Like, even even the whole way, like you're painting Robert De Niro's character, like. It's a funny way to put it. I'm not sure that I completely got that from this movie. L- like, maybe a little bit. But there was just not enough... There wasn't it enough was... time to flesh out any character, yeah. really. Yeah,
0: no, and I, 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 and I completely agree. Like, nothing... I can't
1: refute
0: anything you guys have said. I'm just saying, that, like, as I was watching the, the film, I was looking through the film to the puppet master behind the stage and mm-hmm. watching what he was doing with his hands and sort of ignoring the puppets themselves. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I. I felt like... <laughs> I understood what was happening, whether or not it was happening. If I, if, I
1: also would have watched a puppet version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot
2: more entertaining.
1: Um yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I just yeah, it's weird. Like I
0: I was I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, what do you think of it? I was like, Well, it's not the comedy that you think it is, and I don't think anybody will like this film. But <laughs> I enjoyed it on some level. Like that was the way I described it, uh, to somebody, like in, in like the shortest way possible. It's just Um. I. I, Yeah. I don't know. Like, there. There are definitely some interesting things happening here. And even like Carson, you referencing the whole like, he forgot that he was in Goodfellas thing. Like, the way that plays into the story, I actually really liked. Uh, Like, from from, like that's the only real character moment in this film. I think is uh, that stuff towards the end where he actually gets to experience both. The past and his new future and embrace them both simultaneously in like I thought that that sort of paid off some of his what his character was going for um, and didn't really make up for the lack of character development the rest of the film. But it felt like he had actually achieved something in that scene that is deeper than what he had achieved the rest of the movie.
2: I mean, I think his uh, when he's up there doing like the little Q&A and talking about his time in the mob, like I think that was good. But the fact that like it was him talking off of a movie that he was in, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, uh, it's weird because like that that was like a clever like. It was almost like a too clever little joke, and in, in this movie I don't think it, it it worked as much. It almost felt like a little groan-inducing, like oh, of course it's Goodfellas, the movie that they're gonna watch, well, uh, you know. But but, but,
0: I, but I think that like it the reason it works for me is I don't think it's meant necessarily to be a joke. I think it's meant to it, it's it's literally his character being able to for the first time in his life speak the truth publicly. Without actually having to speak the truth
2: No, I mean, that's that's totally what it is But I'm just saying that, like, it feels very, like, wink-wink Especially since that it's a Maybe, Martin Scorsese know. Martin Scorsese is an executive producer And it was almost just like, well, you know Luc Besson is clearly influenced by Scorsese And it was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had him watch, you know, Goodfellas And, like, that, it just feels very... It is very self-referential, but, uh, yeah, it almost takes away from that scene. It's almost like it would have been better if he had watched some other mob movie that wasn't, you know, something he was in. But I I see that they were trying to, like, connect all the dots and be like, oh, look how, you know... I mean, it was very wink-wink, and I think maybe, like, if they had done it in this uh, six-episode TV series that'll never happen... uh, (laughs) that you know in like the the fantasy world of this series existing like i think that that maybe would have been something that could have worked but it just felt so very like i I don't know maybe it was just because like while i was watching the family before that scene happened i was actually thinking like you know what i'd rather be watching right now goodfellas (laughs) like no joke like i i thought of that i was like you know what goodfellas and also the departed like are mm. much better mob movies and are much uh, funnier comedies too. They have much uh, funnier intentional comedy in them, um, and this movie is uh, trying to go for that, but it wasn't succeeding.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I like the scene. I did, I didn't get the like groan-inducing wink, wink feeling from it. Really. Um, I mean, I did like I got a chuckle out of the fact that Robert De Niro was in Goodfellas, but for the most part, I felt like like it it played completely fine without thinking about that. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it beat you over the head with it. Like he he didn't go like, Oh, I love that main character <laughs> or something, right? Like he didn't uh Yeah. They didn't throw in any like kitschy kind of joke to make you uh make you laugh at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I I think if there was anybody in the lead role besides Robert De Niro, they could mm. have used the same film and the scene would have played exactly the same for me because I I I think it's I think the intentions of it are clear. Like like you said, Stephen, there wasn't like a like, man, that guy is a really great actor. I wonder what his name is. <laughs> like there was Look no, at that ass. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> there was no him like like trying to pump himself up in that role. Like I, I, I didn't feel the wink. I just felt like and also like right when he's like, Oh, there was a you know, delivery mistake, something's wrong like I I I didn't know exactly the film they were gonna pick, but I figured that exactly how that scene was going to play out moving forward from that.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of that scene, though, what did you think of uh, Tommy Lee Jones, his presence or <laughs> lack very thereof vi- in this movie? Very
2: tired. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: he's... I, he he's very tired in general
0: in life. <laughs> but he
2: he seemed excessively tired in this movie. <laughs> like I
0: he he worked fine for me. Um, like he because he was playing a, an agent who was just like sick of this shit. He's getting too old for this shit, and he was like ah. I don't want to have to move you again. What the hell is going on? Like, he worked totally fine for me, and he wasn't any more tired than he was in Men in Black 3.
2: Maybe it was the fact that, like, so much of this movie was in close-up, and anytime they're on Tommy Lee Jones, I was like, man, he looks older than normal. <laughs> um, but uh, it, he just, I mean, yeah, that's his character, but it's just like... Tommy Lee Jones has played this character. He could play this character in his sleep. And I feel like, you know, De Niro could also do the same. But for some something about Tommy Lee Jones, he just seemed like I, I, I think he knew what kind of movie he was in. He he knew what was up, but like he just seemed, you know, I'm I'm my presence is here, so I can get paid and then I'm leaving. Like that's just all it really felt like to me. Like you know, I got, a, I got a paid vacation to France and, uh, you know, sweet.
0: Well, I mean, like, his character is very much that way. Like, that's how I read it. He's the guy who, like, well, crap, I got to fly in again, tell him what's up, claim that we're going to do whatever, but really we can't do anything because it's my job. And he just, he's just the guy who checks in every once in a while and is sick of what's going on. Like, I, I thought they had as much rapport as they needed to have for that character to work
2: yeah but he just looked very tired
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right i can't deny that (laughs) um and any other last comments from anybody
1: i'm trying to figure out which um which wire character was one of the secret agents that was uh watching them fbi people one of them was a guy in the wire but He's so far down in the cast list, I can't even find him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the one guy, the bald, the, the bald guy, guy, yeah, was oh he was on Entourage for like oh, really? a little bit. Yeah, he was like uh, uh, Vinny's cousin that came in from like New York or something. He stayed with them for like a couple episodes and then he left. Mm. He was like a real like an obnoxious character. That's that's the only thing I remember him from.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he in the Wire too. Playing the oh, exact okay. same character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, you know, police officer of some sort who has a lot of vibrato and isn't very good at what he does. <laughs> 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 well, what do you say we uh, wrap this episode up
0: then, guys? Let's go ahead and get to our verdicts. Uh, Carson, if you were going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it?
2: Uh, I mean... I- I can't really give it anything other than a must avoid. Like, it's just really not worth the time. Like Steven said, it's just like, it's just, it's just there. I mean, it's a, it's a movie for sure. But like, I don't think there's going to be much enjoyment to be mined from it. So, I mean, I especially, I personally did not get anything from it. And, uh, I was, you know, very excessively bored by the time this movie was, uh, you know, hitting the, uh, hour and a half mark so i uh yeah i would definitely not recommend anyone to watch it so i'm just gonna give it a must avoid so okay steven
1: yeah i mean i like like i said before i didn't feel strongly enough about this movie to hate it <laughs> um so i feel i i almost want to give it like might as well avoid <laughs> like it. like it, <laughs> it's not going to do anything bad to you to watch it it's just not doesn't have anything to offer uh i mean i i feel like must avoid is the only way to say that um yeah but i don't i don't want to give the impression that like this is going to be like a horrible time it's just going to be like a a a non-ex like you could you could have better ways to spend two hours i think yeah it's definitely not
2: the worst movie this year but it's just not one that's Worth the time. I
1: liked it more than the Jobs movie.
2: <laughs> oh okay. yeah, that, that, I will agree with that. I will second that.
0: Uh, also about a man who ran an empire and then had to go into witness protection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just kidding, bad joke. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm gonna give it a uh, pass with a caveat. The caveat being that if you're a television executive that works for Channel Four <laughs> in the UK. Uh, You need to buy up these rights and make uh, an awesome series because I think there's a lot of potential in this story, and I like what it was going for, and I think there's lots of things you could do that uh, maybe you could amp up the humor, maybe even amp up the drama, but, you know, just make it... There's an interesting story here to be told, and uh, I think this might have been a missed opportunity, but, like I said, on some level I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the puppet strings behind the scenes, and... Yeah, we'll see if anything ever comes out of the storyline. But that will do it for this week's review of the family. Uh, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
2: Uh, You can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
1: Steven? Uh, If you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller. Cool. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com
0: or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You find the podcast over at sportthewarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to know when these episodes go live. You can uh, like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the or call or leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will possibly come from the soundtrack to the family if one's available.
1: Last or Good Fellas. Yeah, we can do, do that
0: too. Actually, last week on our Riddick review, uh, I actually used the soundtrack from Chronicles of Riddick because <laughs> I, could, oh, I couldn't find a Riddick soundtrack anywhere. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, this, we might have a good fellow soundtrack in this episode, uh, but who knows? It's some movie related to mob people we'll be playing. Yes.
1: So or play the Family Ties theme. That might be funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People will be confused. Or all in the family. Yeah.
1: Plenty of of things to go for. Yeah. Family matters.
2: (laughs) That would be awesome.
1: Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays.
2: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were doing another test recording there for a (laughs) second. (laughs) No. Yeah, right.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining me.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this many more times in the future. Uh, hopefully all these tracks export correctly without the <laughs> program crashing. Um, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, this is our first. Uh, last week was the first double-ended recording. This is the first triple-ended recording. And uh, hopefully it all works out and is awesome. So thank you guys for listening. We will catch you with our next review. Later.
2: The